0: Are you ready to dive deep into the magic of Beltane, even if the weather is not cooperating? Then you won't want to miss this episode of Spiritual AF Sundays, where we interview the one and only Witch Jodi from Midwest with and Healing. We are going to talk about the origin and significance of Beltane, its role within the Wheel of the Year, and how you can honor this special event no matter where you are or what the weather is like. Witch Jody has been practicing witchcraft for over 45 years, and she's here to share her knowledge, expertise, and tips on how to make the most of this magical time of the year. So if you're ready to celebrate Beltane in style and learn from a witch with decades of experience, then it's time to get your favorite beverage, sit in your favorite chair, and get ready for this episode of Spiritual AF Sundays, Celebrating Beltane. With guest Witch Jody from Midwest Witchery and Healing. You're listening to Spiritual AF Sundays, created and hosted by The Mystic Geek. If you're looking to explore intriguing questions about the meaning of life and our place in the universe, then you're in the right spot. We dive into topics often discussed as sound bites on social media and take a deeper look, whether it's woo topics like astrology and mysticism or seemingly mundane matters like technology and politics, we cover it all. We explore our own thoughts and beliefs, talk to experts, and uncover hidden meanings. These fascinating areas of exploration can help us question ourselves and better understand our world. Ready to grow and explore in your spiritual journey? We're glad you can join us. It's time to start your week off by being Spiritual AF. And welcome back, everyone. This is Jessica, and I'm here today with Jody Jacobson with Midwest Witchery and Healing to talk about the upcoming Sabbath of Beltane. Glad to have you here, Jody. Hi, Jaras. How are you today? I am doing good. So, my listeners are curious tell us a little bit more about yourself.
1: My name is Jody, and I go by Witch Jody on social media, and I own the store downtown Silwater called Midwest Witchery and Healing. So it is a true authentic witchcraft store. And then I am an RN also, so I am a, a nurse, and I emphasize on holistic care. So I have a lot of holistic healing type properties within the store, such as essential oils and blends, along with herbs and tinctures and that kind of stuff. I've been a practicing witch over 45 years now and i have the distinct honor of not only doing solitary but i've done covens here locally in the twin cities and then back in 2015 i went out to salem massachusetts which everybody knows is a witch's dream right and i got to meet lori cabot And she's been my like witch idol since the 1980s because she did an awful lot of stirring the pot, so to speak, to get Hollywood to calm down and quit calling us wicked witches or have the green face, that whole scenario. And she just really inspired me. So I wanted to meet her. So I went out there and I met her. Uh, I was just going to go into her store to get a reading. She came out of the back room because after I found out small town girl from the Midwest, she didn't, I had to have a three-month lead to get in there. But she came out of the back room and she was like doing this and walking up to me. And I'm like, oh, crap, what did I do? I pissed off the head witch. And she just started talking to me and telling me I'm a healer and all these wonderful things about me, which were true. She had no idea that I was a Reiki master and that I did healing touch and that I'm an RN because she had no way of knowing that. And I struck up a conversation with some people out in Salem in the store and found out that she did classes. So I was lucky enough to have the opportunity to learn underneath her. So I did both Witchcraft 1, which is the teaching of the science behind the witchcraft, and then Witchcraft 2, which was more of the art behind it. So I'm a second-degree Cabot Witch, so I'm considered a priestess through lori cabot's teaching and then i'm a part of the cabot kent hermetic temple it is lori cabot's actual temple out in salem so i can say i'm a salem witch here in town so it's fun it's my little notoriety there
0: yeah that is a bit fun and from what i remember also the shop's coming towards its one year anniversary
1: yes it is saturday the 29th and april 30th there'll still be some specials going on in the store okay. so if you're around the area please come in and see us we're going to have refreshments we're going to have a lot of different things on sale we have door prizes grand prizes the readers are going to be here we've got a whole bunch of stuff going on
0: we're going quick on the editing over here on the specialty since we're dealing with a very timely topic which is Beltane. Yeah. With Jody, my listeners are, can be, some of them are new to this. So, can you share a little bit more about Beltane, what that is, and how, what it stands for within Wicca and other forms of witchcraft?
1: Certainly. So, Beltane is. On the 1st of May, a lot of people even call it May Day. And this is a fire celebration. And it is well over a thousand years old. It was originally sought to be with Wales and Scotland and Ireland. So kind of over in that community. And it was a fire festival. So if you think about how our Wheel of the Year goes, Beltane is the halfway point between Ostara, which is your spring equinox, and Litha, which is your summer equinox. So this is the midpoint. And so that's one way they recognize it. Another thing that they would do is, with it being a fire festival, they would give homage, and they would give a lot of honor to the gods and goddesses to protect the field and your livestock for the following year so it would be fruitful. So that is where your paganistic rituals would come in, and it was originally an honor to keep everything safe, make sure the ground was fertile. So this is a fertility holiday. With Beltane, with it being a not only fire festival, that's where people will hear them jumping the fire. So they used to have these bonfires and the cows, they would, the herders would push the cows through between the two. You have <laughs> a bonfire over here and you have a bonfire over here. They would try and get the cattle to come right between the two. That's where this fire festival would come in and then the shepherds or the cattle herders would jump over the flames. And so that's where you hear the jumping the flame. that it's a reference that some people will see in books or hear about. And then when you are looking at the fertility factor, and how many of you guys have heard about a maypole? A lot of people know what a maypole is. And it's got all the different ribbons and they'll wrap around and they'll twine in and out. And it's dancing and it's a festival of love and joy and family. And it's just a wonderful thing. When you look at it from a paganistic standpoint, the maple represents a phallus. It is a fertility reference. And so it was about the fact that when you have a god and a goddess, you have the May Queen, and then you would have either Cernos or the god or king of the forest. They have, at this point, they've met, they've fallen in love, and this is the festival that they're consummating that love. And so, in a lot of older pagan groupings or covens, and I'm not saying here in the States, I'm saying other countries, they would actually choose a May queen and a May king, and they would consummate that ritual behind Clovisaurs way back when in the day, like I'm talking hundreds of years ago, and in a different country, they would actually consummate that relationship in the view of others. It can be a very touchy subject and I'll let people get real uncomfortable with this. So they've changed it more in more modern time to make more of a family ritual out of it. So your children are involved. You've got your May Day festivals with flowers and flower rings being placed on a door. Children will go around your communities and they would give you a May basket of flowers. And it was to show prosperity to people. And to wish them well for the following summer and growing harvest season. So that's where that comes into play.
0: Here in Minnesota, we're still in like 40s and 50 degrees. And I'm sure other areas of the world may have different weather as well. Um, What advice do you have about celebrating and honoring Beltane, regardless of where you are in the world? Yeah, world or heck, summer hemisphere where it's going towards winter?
1: Uh, You know what? I would totally go ahead and do. An outside bonfire. You guys have fun with it. You don't have to. You don't have to freeze your your high knees off. You can be fully clothed. You can wear pretty flower rings on your hair, whether they are real floral or if you go to Michaels or one of those types of places and get the silk flowers. Think about Renaissance. If you go to the Renaissance Festival, all those little flower rings. Make something like that. Have yeah. fun with it. You can do candles if you don't want to be outside. Use candles on your altar. Bring in floral and that. Freshness of spring into your altar. A lot of people will put baby seeds because here in Minnesota, the ground is too cold. We're still having freezing. It's going to be a rough year for the farmers. I hate to say it, but you know, usually by now they've had enough warm weather that they can go out and plant in their fields, and nobody's doing that this year. So put seeds on your altar. Go get the seed packets from wherever you want to get from your local greenery or Menards or whatever. Go get those little seed packets and then put them in a dish or get those little cups that you can start your seedlings. Go ahead and do something like that. And you can plant them into your garden. Use it that way. Fun dishes to eat. You know, you always want to have a festival where you get to eat afterward. You know, it's a sense of community. Those are fun things to do? Another thing you can do is like, you know, have kid games. Make it a family thing. With our pagan culture, years and years, and I'm going back to the Gaelic area. But when they had the bonfires, right, you would put out your home hearth fire and then you would go get the embers from that Veltane bonfire to relight the fires into your home to bring in prosperity To You could do something like that. If you have a bonfire outside, maybe bring your candle, like your working candle for your altar, bring that outside and light it and bring it into the house to put on your altar if you're going to do any kind of ritual that night or any kind of spell work. You could do something like that or just a candle in the house to honor that for a while. That's something else you could do.
0: Got it. Thank you so much for sharing those uh, tidbits of wisdom there. And definitely a couple of actionable items for our listeners who may want to start developing a Beltane practice of their own. So thank you for your time today, Jody. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners before we go?
1: If you have any questions, do feel free to come in and see us. You can always go online, www.midwestwitcheryhealing.com. So there's no and in there. And we offer classes. And I get a lot of different practitioners from around the Twin Cities. So even Joss has come in and done tarot you know, classes for um, my customer. If you want to learn more, we have basic witchcraft. I'm going to be offering an intermediate and a more advanced as later in the summer and coming into the fall for those. We have astrology classes. I've got a brand new class that I'm going to be offering. It's May 4th, and it is called Planting a Witch's Garden. So I'm going to teach you how to create and plant a garden because what people don't realize is that to get the best fruition out of your garden magically. You want to plant certain plants during certain moon phases. And so I'm going to teach you about that, how to utilize crystals in it, the whole nine yards. So that's coming up. But check us out. You know, if you're in Stillwater, come on in. We have a lovely star. We have lots of fun people to come and visit with. And we have readers and classes and items and all sorts of fun stuff.
0: Thanks for sharing that. Now, you did mention the website. Where else is your shop online?
1: I'm also on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. You can see me on TikTok. TikTok. Other than that, you can come in right in town, Silwater at six twenty, Main Street South, and you come into the building that's called the Grand Garage. I'm right behind the Tiki Bar. You can't miss a Tiki Bar on Main Street. I'm just saying, you walk into that main building and you're going to follow signs to the back. It's almost like going down the little diagonal, which is alley to get
0: to. Oh it.
1: yeah. And then instead of saying because my slogan is look for the purple door, people are having a hard time finding the purple door because it's on the side. So look for the purple lights and the big sign that says Midwest with three and yeah, you can find me pretty easily. Other than that, you might find me at speaking events around the Twin Cities too at times, like Paganicon or Pagan Pride. And other than that, come on in and say, Hey, we're here.
0: All right. Thank you very much. I was glad to have you on the show today. Thank you so very much, Jessica, for
1: including me. I greatly appreciate it. And to everybody out there, blessed Beltane.
0: That was fun. And I hope you got some ideas on how to celebrate Beltane in your area. I am a big fan of which Jodi, obviously, because I work at her shop. But anyways, let's pivot to talking about upcoming episodes. The first one that's coming up in a week on May 7th We're gonna be bringing on Brian Burnman to discuss how to rediscover your relationship with work, especially in some of the Western countries like the United States. Work becomes a big part of our identity and focus in our day-to-day lives. And Brian's gonna be here to talk about regrounding yourself. And then the following week on Sunday, May 14th, we're gonna talk about the difference between living a soul-driven versus a fear-driven life for that, we're going to bring on Scarlett Peretta as our guest to discuss the difference between the two of them and tips on how you can live more of a soul-driven life. So with that, we're going to wrap up this week's episode of Spiritual AF Sundays. This is Jessica, the Mystic Geek, signing off, and I hope you have a Spiritual AF week. Thank you for joining us for Spiritual AF Sundays this show is hosted by The Mystic Geek. That's me. Got comments or questions from today's episode? You can either email me at jess at themysticgeek.com or send me a voice message at speakpipe.com slash themysticgeek. Don't worry, I'll put the link in the show notes. Help others start off their week with a spiritual AF Sunday by sharing this episode with them. Also, Five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts help spiritual seekers find our show. So do the thing.